It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heaven. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. And sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey, man. We're not only on the Twitch, but we're also on YouTube. If you want to go check it out, and you can see what's going on. Uh, during the show, uh, two good-looking guys, two studs that you can view at your leisure for five hours. i got to be who, honest. Who would want to do that? Yeah, it is tough doing five hours of radio, sucking in your stomach there every it's time tough. the camera's it, on. Yeah, well, why do you think I wear yeah. girdle. I wear girdle. Um, we did hear the audio earlier today, and I think you and I were talking off there. Just full disclosure, I don't know anything about Ryan Nielsen other yeah. than the, the stats. I just The statistics sure. of the Saints. But I got to be honest with you. You and I said I like I liked everything I heard today. If that matters, right? Yeah, I, I uh, when I heard the presser earlier today, I was listening before the show started. It happened around one one thirty, whatever, and I was listening in. And bottom line is, I think he's got a plan. Part of the sell job when you're doing these interviews, and I was saying this to Bo. I, I've talked to a lot of guys over the years who said, you know, I went in and I did something wrong, and you go, what did you do, right? And this is why these coaches take the interviews because it's a process. You may screw up the first one, and you go, why did he get the job? You may have been ready, but the interview didn't go right. And so they go, I, I go, well, what what'd you screw up? And he goes, you know, they asked me, and I'm just, just generally speaking, but I've heard this from various coaches, and they go, they asked me, you know, well, what, what is it you want to do here? You don't know our personnel, but what would you do? And, and he said, uh, one of the coaches said to me, well, I went in and I said, I think we can. And I said, well, what's wrong with that? And he goes, I didn't say this is what we're going to do. I wasn't direct enough. I wasn't present and in, in the moment enough to say, not only am I willing to come here, but here's what we're going to do and here's how we're going to do mm. it. Not, I think, well, I think we might be able. And, Mike, you hear these phrases and you go, well, what's the big deal? I want to know that you're confident in what you believe in. And I think Ryan Nielsen is confident in coming to the Falcons and believing in what he's already been able to accomplish. It's the small things. It's the details. And I'm going to let you hear what he said about Coach Art. But, Mike, I think Art's that way. When Art got this job, I don't think it was because, well, you know, my dad. Right. He came in and said, here's what I want to do. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to run the football. Yeah, whatever. Guess what? We were third in the league in running the football. We're going to develop a culture. I think they are. You know, so you start right. to see these things. It doesn't happen overnight, but I think you got to know what you want to do, and that right. is what I hear from Ryan Nielsen. Now, again, guys, two years in a row of winning seven games is not going to get many fan bases all fired up. Great. But if you're not from Atlanta and you only watch, you know, you know, you see this team when you see him playing your team somewhere else in the country, you don't know about our salary cap hell. You don't know. All you know is we blew a Super Bowl and we haven't been back in five years. This was the year we knew this was happening, but this now – is oh, that year's over? Okay, and once that Super Bowl is over on Sunday, most Falcon fans agree, and for most, the work's already started. This team has to go to the playoffs this year, and I just want to get in there at eight and eight and get smoked. I mean, I want to see this team do something. You see individual players pop. What really killed me last year was not having Kyle Pitts out there, because and especially not getting to see what Pitts would have done with Desmond Ritter under center. But Pitts, you know what you got with Algier. We talked today about uh, again a good. 
a good young linebacking core, perhaps. Uh, we'll talk more about making these pieces work. But anytime you get a defensive coordinator come in and says, we're going to attack in all phases of the defense, attack, please. Now go stock the shelves of the draft picks and, and, the, and the free agents and let's start attacking people. When we talk, talk about this plan, and I'm gonna, we're going to get to the, the sound bites here, but when we talk about the plan, I think this is important. In Falcon, Falcon Nation, Falcon fans, I want you to hear this. In 2008, we got a new coach, we got a new quarterback, we got a new GM. Many of you may not even have been here, but you were coming off of arguably the worst transition mm. for a football team franchise ever with Mike Vick. You got a new coach, a new quarterback, and a new GM. You know what they did? They went to the playoffs. My point is, it's possible. It can happen, and we've already seen it happen here. Mm. Now, the difference is Terry Fontenot and Coach Art have already been on the job since 2021. So we're not getting a new coach and a new GM. But we are, okay, in essence, in a very similar position, Mike, because now we can go spend and acquire talent to help our team. Winning is realistic. It is not unrealistic to turn around next year and say, oh, well, Dukes and Bell, you guys, y'all are living the dream, man. I don't know what y'all are thinking. 2008 is what I'm thinking. Right. I'm not going to tell you guys that this is impossible and we won't be any good next year. It's very possible that we're really good and we could be in the playoffs next year. Hey, we should have gone to the playoffs in Dan Quinn's first year. We lost five games in a row. Remember that? Well, we won five in a row. Yeah, and then, and then we, we lost five in a row. That's right. And I just think, you know, that, and that's where the center was an issue, and they addressed that the next year with Mac. But this is the year where things, the worm turns. And you could argue maybe the worm started to turn this year. You, you, maybe you won some games you shouldn't have won the first year under Arthur Smith. And there was a learning curve for Arthur Smith, and he admitted that to us in some of his game management and decisions. But now you got to go, as we said, stock to shelves. So, look, no, I don't expect a new defensive coordinator standing in front of the media and say, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing some real soft zone, kind of laying back, <laughs> maybe rushing three. You know? No, but, you know, if you're a Falcon fan, I just said this on Twitter, I mean, after years of getting picked apart in zone defense with no pass results, the zone defense only works if there's pressure on the quarterback, which we haven't had. So I'm, a, I'm now I'm just looking for now – who are the worker bees going to be to go realize this vision that Ryan Nielsen has for the defense? All right, let's hear our new D.C. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9. The game coming up. They took a chance, and it might pay off. And we might need to do the same thing. It's on the way in 10 minutes. Ryan Nielsen was talking about the conversations, Mike, he's had with players thus far. Yeah, um, won't get any uh, specific details, but just the overall feel is excitement. Um, you know, they – Coach Smith has um, has a great foundation, you know, and all we want to do is just build on that and just, you know, let's just raise this defense every day just a little bit, just a little bit better, a little bit better. And if we can do that as a coaching staff and players, um, you know, OTAs to training camp to season and and the, what we really got to look at is the beginning of the season to the end of the season. Did we get better from game one to game 17? Like that's that's really important. Uh, pushing those guys and so just kind of talking to them through you know the process and again we're just getting to know each other and they're all inquisitive about you know what what we're going to look like and and let's just slow down you know let's work out let's get to know each other and that that stuff will come yeah what are we going to look like he talked about coach art and their relationship and the common ground that they have ryan nielsen our new defensive coordinator talking today to the media it's pretty cool. Uh, aggressive. Um, he wants to get after people up front. Um, his his philosophy, you know, run the football as you get. I mean, run the ball and you know, stop the run. 
and stop it in a light box, which is impressive. You know, if you don't need to allocate resources to stop the run, um, if you can do that, you're playing pretty good run defense. Um, attack and everything we're going to do, we're going to attack. You know, and that's in in all all phases of the defense. Attack at every position. You know, we want to be going forward and attacking, uh, which you know that's how he is. You know, and then there's just some other things. Um, you know, just things we talk about and how he believes in the weight room and the practice and all these things. And I'm like, you know, th it's exactly how I think. Like, this is awesome. And so it's, it worked out really well. It worked out great. Yeah, the dude, for the guys who don't know, uh, before he got into the NFL, he was a defensive lineman for USC. So he played, he tried to get in the NFL, and then he moved on as a, the next step as a coach. And we talked about it with Bobby Bear. talked about it. I think Big Chuck Smith gave us a ringing endorsement last Friday mm -hmm. about this guy's philosophy. And now, like, the, the Davenport, he didn't draft Davenport. He's just trying to get the most out of Davenport. But what he's done with the other defensive linemen and certainly how good they are against the run, not just you know getting after the quarterback. Steven says, Dukes, is this the youngest defensive coordinator the Falcons have ever had? He's 43. So I don't know. We, had Brian, tell Van, you, we had Brian Van Gorder back in the day. I got to look it up. But I would tell you, right? if you're telling me early 40s, more than likely, Steven, it's going to be one of the youngest we probably had. Okay. But, um, yeah, he's 43 years old for those who are wondering. All right. Let's, Marquand Manuel is pretty young. He was. Uh, I'm just thinking off. Sorry, me and Squitter just spitballing off the top of our head. Yeah, Marquand was. Yeah, when he got the defensive coordinator's job when yeah. Quinn was here, he's 43 now. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Yeah, he's 43. Yeah, Nielsen is. And All right. so is Manuel. So there you go. Okay, he's so young. they were both 43. Yeah. Okay, so there it is, Stephen. Both of those guys. Let's hear from uh, Coach uh, Nielsen talking about what this defense is going to look like. Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't want to give too much away. Um, again, they've done some good things here, and. Some of the places that myself and other coaches have been have done some good things. And so we're just going to marry, you know, what we've all done. And, again, it's going to be the best Falcon defense, you know, what's best for these players and, and take it out on the grass and then implement it when we get into games. Now, Mike and Squid just did the math. They mm -hmm. said when Marquan Manuel was here, he probably was 37, Mike. Right. When he got that that DC's job, so that was what 2017. Is that right? When he got the job, and, yeah. Dan, and the Dan defense Quinn was still here was great that year. That's the year we, we we again we held the Rams and the Eagles to 29 points combined, and then Sarkeesian had a not a great grasp on that offense that first year. And then if you remember this, is why I, this is when I lost faith in Dan Quinn. The next year, I don't know whatever happened between him and Marquand Manuel. Remember they said they lost their they lost their compass, they, they lost their way. Yes. It's like, oh really? Well, the 17 defense is pretty darn good. So, yeah, but anyway, that's that was a guy who did a nice job. And hopefully Nielsen, based on what he did with New Orleans, everything we're hearing should be okay. All right, one last thing more with him coming up next hour as we continue this conversation because this is the first time we've heard him speak about anything, and it matters because the overall big plan is what are we running and then what is your personnel? What do we need to address in this upcoming draft and specifically in free agency? If we don't know the plan, then I can't do that for you. He talked about how or where he thinks this defense is going to improve where it's going to improve the most. Uh, every area. I mean, that's, that's your goal as a coach, right? You want to improve every, every area, every player. You know, our, as a coach, you want to help every player achieve their maximum potential. And if we can do that with every player, then, then every area should improve. Okay. I mean, we weren't <laughs> – statistically, right. that's why we're not in the Super Bowl, okay? We're not the Eagles. We're not the Chiefs. Hell, we weren't the Bengals. I mean, you can go down the list of teams in the, in right. the, uh, you know, in the playoffs. We weren't the Bills. But he's right. Every area has to improve. But, Mike, 
I don't know if all these areas need to improve dramatically. There are some areas where we just need to get, you know, right. a little bit better. Well, but we got to get better at getting the quarterback. I mean, you got to get an edge rusher. You got to get some pass rush. Again, you can build through the free agency market and get a defensive tackle. You can go get an edge rusher, the best edge rusher available when you're selecting at eight. You got to get a corner opposite AJ Terrell. You got to decide where Sean Evans is coming back. Okay, uh, Troy Anderson. We played it earlier. He loves Troy Anderson. And Troy Anderson, the guy that I was talking to some guys about why we took him over to Kobe Dean. Kobe Dean hasn't had a chance to pop yet for the Eagles. Maybe he will, but he was undersized and he had a big chest injury. Troy Anderson's had more of an impact, granted, on a worse football team. And I think this guy's going to turn this guy loose this year. I think this is going to be a secret weapon for him. I hope so. I mean, look, we got We know we got to get some dudes, but I'm like what I'm hearing. I mean, we. And by the way, P's did a hell of a job. We were in almost every game, yeah. save for that uh, the Bengals beatdown. No doubt. All right, more to come, guys. Uh, Ryan Nielsen, more of what he had to say today. But when we come back, they took a risk. And I think we need to as well. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is Maggie Gray with us. And then things get really good. Back to more Dukes and Bell. Let's go, baby! Let's go! On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The strong arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. For the next few days, we'll be counting down. Tick, tick. The trade deadline in the NBA. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming up, your chance to win Brian Adams tickets. Stay tuned. We'll give those away coming up before the top of the hour. Mm. All right. Over the weekend, big trade. I think it was unexpected to happen as soon as it did. The Mavs trade for Kyrie Irving. They also get Markeith Morris. In return, they get Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. This is the Nets, okay? The Nets also get a 29 first-round pick and a 2027 second-round pick. They actually get two of those. Bottom line is, Mike, the Mavericks are risking this. They want to make a run at the championship. And if, by the way, Luka and Kyrie can work, this thing may actually work out. But the bigger question for us is, what does this mean for us here in Atlanta with the Hawks, Mm. Mike? And why are we not going to risk it, or are we? Well, that's just it. No risk it, no biscuit. But what are we going to get? Who are we getting? Who's the guy that puts us over the top? What is? And by the way, what is your metric of the top? Okay, what? There's nothing we can do with the trade deadline other than go get the Celtics to beat the Celtics, right? <laughs> Unless we're going to get Tatum and bring everybody. No, I mean, how do you get better than Giannis and the Bucks? There's really nothing we can do. The only way we get better than those guys, and I got to be honest with you. DeAndre Hunter, go for 20 a night. John Collins, go for 20 every night. Okay, so you're saying our guys get better. I mean, we built this. We built this thing. Who built this thing? Me. Actually, Schlenk. He's gone now. But we built this thing around these guys all performing. None of these guys is performing on a consistent basis. That's why we're 500. That's why we're win-win-lose-win. Now, again, it also helps if your star plays on the the back-to-back game, which, of course, Trey tapped out with a non-COVID-related illness. And then uh, DeJounte and company had to kind of do the best they could. And we'll talk about the, how that game kind of went south in the last quarter. But, Carl, just real quick, uh, Woj uh, tweeted this about an hour ago. Yeah. Apparently there's still a work to be done with the Nets and the Mavs. Hasn't been made official. They're telling Woj the Nets are looking to expand the deal with a third team. And uh, so maybe some more moving parts. Uh, they need some, uh, some maybe some other things. Teams expected to make two-way deal official in the next couple of hours unless the Nets find something bigger to bring into it. Some would say that the, the Mavs actually got to go find some three-point shooting now to replace Dinwiddie. Yeah, listen, there are guys out there that I think are more productive than what we're getting on the wing. And if we're going to make a move, it's going to be a wing player. Mm-hmm. Capella's not going anywhere. Big O's not going anywhere. Okongwu, 
But we've been talking about Utah, and Utah apparently is interested in John Collins. I've been saying this, and Michael um, Malik Beasley, that is, is a shooter. He's a guy that will give us more on the wing than what we're currently getting. Now, when I say give us more, Mike, does this include Bogey, or are we keeping Bogey? Now, the JC deal, I think, is separate, and then you potentially have a, a Bogey deal. Now, by the way, guys, none of this has happened. All we're saying is, as we get to the trade deadline Thursday, we'll be down at State Farm. We'll get to the deadline at four or whatever, Mike, and, and it's going to be either we have risked it yeah. and we're trying to improve and maybe we're going to make a run ourselves or we're just staying pat. And if you're staying pat, what does it tell you? If we don't do anything. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at the pot glass half full, that we believe that uh, DeJounte and Trey are going to continue to come together in the half court and those guys are all going to do their jobs. Because if you trade Bogan, you don't get anything back for him that's going to improve your team then that's a white flag. If you move John Collins and you don't bring back somebody of equal value or more, that's a white flag to the fan base, right? It is. And you've already kind of shown the fan base your hand by not committing to Red Velvet because you didn't want to get into the luxury tax. So you brought in the, the other holidays and made that deal because you committed. Now, you did commit to DeAndre Hunter. That gets us back to square one. Is Hunter going to ever, ever round in to the guy he's supposed to be getting paid to be? See, you, you started this about a month and a half ago. I and you started it up. last yeah. year when he wasn't producing. I mean, bottom line, Mike, is how long do you need to see what he is before you realize what he is? Right. But then who made that decision? Did Because Schlenk drafted him, but then these guys decided to give him the contract extension. Well, then Schlenk's out. This one goes back to the whole, you know, who's calling the shots here. He was hurt last year, though. And they kept telling us that once he came out of this injury plague season and he was going to be 100%, that we were going to get a, a, a the full DeAndre Hunter. So that's why last year you kind of chalk it up. You chalked up the rookie season, um, you know, to it being his rookie season, even though he had played four years in college. My whole thing is it doesn't take five years for me to see what kind of player a guy is. Let me ask you guys a question. Is Luka a player or not? Yeah, he's one of the best in the league. John Moran a player or not? Yes. Trey Young a player or not? Well, he's not an all-star this year. He's not. But the point is, you know, you know what they're capable of. I haven't seen that consistently out of DeAndre Hunter. And if you're going to tell me, well, Duke gets the makeup of the team. Hunter needs to be more consistent. Even when DJ wasn't here, he wasn't doing things. Well, everybody thought, at least I would imagine the driving force part of this deal was what he did in game five. Now, that doesn't define your career, but I think they bet on the come. Hey, he finally really balled out. He was a 30-point guy. He put this team on his back when Trey was getting double teamed. And then, but that, that, he doesn't build on that. No. If you do the game log, you guys can go to ESPN. You know the drill. Just punch up the player and then look at the log and see what he's doing. And if you look at DeAndre Hunter, he's just two points better than last year. That's not good enough. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line. If we don't risk it, we're not going anywhere. This is not currently constructed a championship caliber team. And if you're going to tell me they're going to turn into that over the next how many games, Mike? How many mm. games? 30. We're down two. I just looked at it. By the way, he's had two good games, 26 and 20, while we're crapping on DeAndre Hunter. Did pretty good last night. But no, there are less than 20, uh, less than 30 games left. Yeah, look, here's the deal. I saw the video, okay? Hawks hand out their gold chains, right. and they, they congratulate their players. I saw the video. Doesn't mean anything. Two games don't make a season. Okay, because you're on the road and, oh, we needed you and you hit a big shot and you played some defense. Well, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Maybe I'm just too hard on DeAndre Hunter because I expect more from a caliber player, a, a guy of his caliber. Mm. So, yeah, I saw that the last two games. Whoop-dee-doo. 
Give me about a three or four week stretch of that, D, right. and then let's have a conversation about you being consistent and playing and showing up every night. Well, it's uh, 54 games in, 27 27. We're uh, 28 games left. And again, All Star break is, is not the halfway point. You guys know that. We got like, like a, less than a third left of the season. So, what are we going to do? Is this team going to make – and by the way, how do you make this big deal that everybody keeps – all Hawks fans are waiting for this big deal. When you've added the play-in tournament, the Lakers are still Mm. desperately trying to do something. Everybody and their uncle is mathematically alive. So how do you consummate this big deal? That's why I'm saying I don't think you guys should expect anything big. And I will say this. If you do start to make – moving guys off the roster your your priority – you know, when you could argue, if I could find somebody at a more athletic wing, help me out. Don't don't trade Bogey because we need his scoring. Then you can advance into where the Nets are. You could get past the Heat. The Heat don't really have the money, Carl, to pull off the big trade. They're looking to dump Lowry right now. Yeah. He, so you got a chance to get into those locked-in six position for sure. But here's the problem with Bogey, and this is the only reason why I say now if they don't move on from him, they don't move on from him. But Bogey's going to opt out, and he's going to get more money next year. And if we're already talking about the luxury tax, you're not paying him 25 or right. 28 next year. So that means you're going to. Dump, yeah, you're going to dump Bogey for the best deal you can get, which might be some bum in a second rounder. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it, it, I get we should keep him, but if he's Bo- if Bogey's going to opt out, and he is, because you can get more than $18 million next year, which is his player option, Mike, you're not keeping him long term. Right. Well, then the, the, the good news for that is at least I'll get to see what A.J. Griffin can do with 40 minutes of playing time. <laughs> it is a difficult thing to maneuver. But this is why Landry Fields gets paid the money he does. And this is why now Kyle Korver is in these discussions as our assistant general manager. If you don't think that you've built the, the team that can contend, then what are we doing? And if you're going to tell me, we'll tear the whole thing down, so how long are we supposed to wait then as fans if you go ahead and trade Bogey and J.C. Mike and you get rid right. of Capella and all of a sudden all we have is D.J. and Trey, how long are we supposed to wait? Well, then you'd say you missed your window. See, that's the thing. What, what, do, you, what do you consider – a success this year, getting knocked out in the first round, having you know having to be, be locked no. into the playoffs. Because that's the thing we thought we thought back in July when they made the trade for Dejounte Murray that now all of a sudden we've got the dynamic backcourt. Trey scoring should go up big time because yeah. he'll now get more open looks, which hasn't been the case. He's not taking as many threes. We talked about him not in the All Star game this year for whatever reason. But all the things we thought were going to be moving, we had our usual injuries. Capella missed a couple of weeks. The usual stuff with DeAndre. That it's kind true. of part and parcel for this team. So what do you do and how do you get it done when there's only about four or five guys that are really could help you? And to be honest with you, you probably got teams ahead of us making better deals. So that's, that's what I'm thinking. I don't think it's going to be anything big other than maybe just getting some salary off the books. And if that's the case, then people are really going to be ticked off. Yeah. Uh, Goody Bag hits us up on Twitter. Find Mike. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I mean, put him up. See Dukes. The radio show is Dukes and Bell 929. He says, hold up, Dukes. Siakam and Kawhi and those guys took time to grow. Kawhi was in Toronto one season. Yeah. yeah. One year. Are you kidding me? That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Like, it's not going to ju- just happen. Okay? Well, let me look at Kawhi's stats and compare that to DeAndre Hunter's. Okay? Over the, oh, you want to start with that? I mean, what do you, how long it took him to blossom? Yeah, he's talking about it took a while for them to grow. He was there one year and they win the chip. He definitely, I can tell you what, he did not become a 21-point average or higher until year five. He's playing with Tim Duncan, Manu right. Ginobili. And, he's not taking and, as many shots. Correct. And he's playing with Tony Parker. Right. There's a reason why. Kawhi was a defensive stopper. 
The claw. They don't call him the claw for nothing. In San Antonio, go back and watch. When they're playing the Miami Heat, guys, he's guarding LeBron. That wasn't his role. But didn't he know? We knew he could yeah. score. So he leaves yeah. San Antonio. Look at the numbers. And I'll just double down on what you said. The other thing about DeAndre Hunter, guys, 26 and 20 the last couple of games, his defense has been inconsistent. We always thought coming out of UVA, his thing was he can always play great, great defense to the Texture's point about his game evolving. But his defense gets really inconsistent. Sometimes he gets caught in no man's land. Yeah. And that's, that's happened a lot. And the other thing is, I'll say it again. Trey, the team is all the things we're trying to do here, make a run, and you get snubbed by the All-Star game, and you play a really good team. You play the best team in the Western Conference, the Nuggets, and you tap out. You tapped out. You tapped out. If it's, you know, if it's the flu, like I got a, I got a bronchial infection right now. I'm talking on the radio, okay? Some of us do our jobs because it pays well, and there's a responsibility to my teammate. So do your freaking job, Trey, and play the damn game. Randy says, are we done playing musical GM chairs, guys? Ugh. We don't know. But that's just it when it's in such a state of flux. We don't know where this is going to go. That's why we're all, you know, spitballing it right now. Craig says, what about J.C. Capella, 2023 first-round pick for DeAndre Ayton? Listen, I think you look at all the things. Didn't we try to get that deal done earlier this year? Yeah, Ayton has to sign off. He can now. He had to play through January. Now he can sign off on a deal. But he still has to sign off on it. All right, we're coming back. Appreciate all the texts and tweets. Terrence as well. Ezekiel, I see you. Uh, We'll read some more of you guys' stuff as the uh, trade deadline approaches. Listen, you're either getting better or you're staying the same. It's that simple. We're coming back. We're going to dive into more of what happened this weekend here next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Ryan Nielsen's departure from the Saints to take over as defensive coordinator for the Falcons. New Orleans has now hired Joe Woods as their new defensive coordinator. Woods last served as the D.C. in Cleveland, where he was fired after this past season. Keeping you up to date on Atlanta sports when it happens, I'm Caleb Johnson from the Kia Studios on your home of Tuesday's Hawks versus Pelicans game. Tip-off at 7.30, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Atlanta Sports Radio 92.9 The Game It's Dukes and Bell. We got spirit. How about you? On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Lots of guys fired up, and women, about whether or not the Hawks are going to risk it all. As I like to say, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, I don't want to blow it up. I know Terrence was saying if we do start over, um, you know, that's what this organization does. Listen, he says he's been here 25 years, and we're on this cycle, repeat, rinse, you know, repeat kind of deal. Mike just... (laughs) By the way, he's always talking about this for all of our teams. And, and we're going to tell you about what, what Tom Brady, what's going on with Tom Brady, because mm-hmm. it is a big deal. Um, but Mike says this all the time. When the Braves a few years ago got into the playoffs, right? Let's go back 2018, because we, we've won the division for five straight years. And we said, okay, we're maybe ahead of schedule, but we got to build on it. You got to go out and you got to acquire more talent. And you got to get better pitching. And we said, and we came back, and we made the playoffs, and we made the playoffs, and we almost got to the World Series, and then we got to the World Series, and then we, we won it. And the point is, if you're not doing that as an organization when you're close, okay, or when you think you're close, then you're doing us a disservice. And Mike always says, you know, are we building on it? Are we building on it? And I just said to Mike, you know, if we get to the playoffs and we lay an egg and we don't do anything, and I'm talking about our Hawks with the trade deadline coming up and Kyrie with the big trade and, and with the Nets, and it's not official because they got to they gotta bring in another team, but Mike – we're then, what, three years removed from this amazing run to the Eastern Conference Finals and maybe a game or two away from the NBA Finals. Right. 
and you've not gotten any better. You've not gotten even close to getting back. And the point was, and this was, again, Travis Schlink, and to Mike's point, again, maybe they're all like, that plan is gone. But his deal was, we're young. We're going to build around what we have, and we're going to let these guys continue to develop. And by the way, I'll bring in, I'll supplement. I'll bring in a bogey, right? I'll bring in some other guys that can help us. But right now, I'm just, I'm kind of frustrated with what's going on with this team, and it has nothing to do with this road trip. It's just like the big overall picture. I thought two years ago, this is where we were going to live. We were going to be one of the best teams in the East for a long time to come. And I know you have these ups and downs, Mike, but. You know, I don't know if it's Trey or what. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is, you know, DeJounte, when they go and get DeJounte, that seems to be, wow, I thought I thought it would be four seed. I thought it would be the Celtics, and I thought it would be the, uh, you know, the Bucks, And then at the time, I thought the Nets, and then us, you know. But now, you know, and we'll see, by the way, Durant, a lot of rumors now Durant might be on the move. They're oh. going to try to pump some air into him to Phoenix. Uh, there's no way would to Would you make- want to stay? What, what's the point? I mean, unless you feel that, you know, Dinw- and you got to bring more guys, you got some other dudes in there. Simmons is a one-dimensional player. Yeah. You know, Dinwiddie's a good three-point shooter. But, yeah, you're right. It's just kind of you're not really feeling it. Kyrie was going to be the special sauce, the glue guy on that deal. So is Durant going to try to – how are you going to trade to the Lakers? The Lakers can't give you anything. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're gonna, they're going to give you – there's nothing you can get. And their draft picks are kind of thin as well. So th- this, getting back to us – I'm with you. I just thought we were going to build on it. I thought this was the year we get back. And then you realize, guys, at the end of the day, Nate made a run. He made a run. We went 27-11, and 11, and that was the run to the Eastern Conference Finals. And since then, it's just been diminishing returns. And you wonder about the strategy. Look, just the other night, I meant to mention this. Last night, Capella couldn't handle Joker. Now, nobody uh-huh. can handle Joker, but Okongwu was doing a better job with him. Yes. But what do they do when the game's down to eight or nine points? <laughs> Nate's got to – Um. I gotta go with my subs because he's got it locked in. It's like there's, it's so static. You can you can run you can run a clock by it, right? You can set your watch to it. So they put in they put in Capella and Joker. Pow, 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 and the game goes out the window. You know, but that's the stuff that drives. You. So Nate, it's not all about you know. Yes, Trey should have played. You need to see more from the guys like the Andrew Hunter. But we're still talking about the same stuff. Yep. John Collins is not a twenty-five point night a guy. He can't. He's not consistent. We talked about DeAndre betting on the comp. So at the end of the day, real quick, Rick hit us up on the text line. He goes, guys, we're a 500 team. What Parcells said about football carries over to hoops. Your record says what you are. We're a mediocre basketball team. The definition of mediocre. I told Coonan on Friday and like that. No, it is. Uh, and Bogey, by the way, is being sought after. That It's no secret around NBA circles. I told you guys, I think they're going to try to move on from it. Um, and it, it has more to do with we're going to have to pay him down the road. We're, he's going to opt out and ask for a lot more money because he can. By the way, for those of you who are not paying attention with Bogey, and this is the part that Bo is frustrated with us about, when you look at Bogdanovich, Mike, he's having career best numbers. It doesn't feel that way because we're not winning consistently, okay? But right now, he's on pace to set new career highs in his shooting percentage and field goal percentage. That gets you $25 million. Right. So he's making 18 right now, and he's going to go, I'm opting out. And the Hawks are going to go, well, we don't want to give you another four-year, 72 or $80 million deal because they're not going to do that. So that is why I believe, and we will see what happens. If he's here, great. I just hope this other thing, this this other part of this chemistry takes off and we start winning more. But Bogey's having a really good year, and that's the part that bugs Bo is like, what are you doing giving away this, yeah. uh, this offense? And I get it. He's a defensive liability at times, but you, you can't replace that scoring unless you're going to go get a better player, and you're not going to get a better player unless <clears throat> excuse me, you're going to take on salary 
which wrestler doesn't apparently want to do unless it's a Steve Coonan said it would have to be an exceptional deal. All right, let's go make an let's make an exceptional deal and improve this basketball team. But just trading bogey. And that's a white flag. I think that's I know you keep using that phrase, but to a lot of fans, that's just saying, okay, that's it. We're going to be in the play-ins, and we're out. 404-741-0929. Uh, the other thing that we wanted to talk about, and, and uh, we saw this today, and it was funny because I saw it earlier on social media, and Tom Brady's in these boxer briefs, and I was like, what is he doing? And he's got the beach behind him, right. or at least it looks like you know an ocean. could be a green screen. And it was a, it was a boxer, basically, you know, ad that he is involved in. Tom Brady's in the underpants business. Yeah, and, and what would you say they went for, 20? They go for about 24 bucks. Let, okay. me, let me double back and look at that because we were doing the – if you missed it, we had a very in-depth conversation on men's underwear yes, earlier in the 2 o'clock. Hour. Yes, we did. Squid Billy buys his at Walmart. I buy mine at Old Navy. And Carl goes for some serious designer stuff. It's about 28 <laughs> bucks a pair. Well, you know, you got to feel good down there. Either way, uh, so Brady has this picture out, and then he says, listen, you knew that you knew that the plug was coming. But the interesting thing about Brady is he went on uh, Cal- Colin Cowherd today on Fox Sports, Mike, and he said, because he's a part of the Fox family, that's why, guys. But he went on there, and he was like, I'm taking a year off. And we were like, yeah, but you retired. You mean from broadcasting? You haven't even started this yet. Yeah, so I just saw our buddy Rick Stroud and a couple, and for those who don't know, he covers the Bucks of the Tampa Bay Times. A couple of the Buccaneers fans were asking him, because does that sound like a man that's convinced he's never playing again? And Rick Stroud goes, no. Why would he not start his Fox job until 2024? Mm. Because, again, I think now you look at Tom Brady, and he really didn't want to quit. And now... He sits around. He's not doing TV. He's not even involved. According to the reports, he's not going to be involved in the Super Bowl broadcast. Right, right. And so what does he do? He kicks it on the beach. You know, he's Tom Brady. He's going to stay at four-point whatever body body fat. And then all of a sudden, the Dolphins yeah, he, call. He's not, he's not drinking six-packs. No, it's not like you can just look up, and all of a sudden, he looks like Thor, fat Thor, yes, right, from the Avengers. Right. No, I mean, Tom Brady, all of a sudden, the Raiders have a quarterback issue. The 49ers can't get their situation right. The Tua, heaven forbid, Tua has another concussion. You're telling me that Tom Brady ain't going to say, break the glass, call Brady. Give me $15 million to play out the season. Let me make a run with a good team. I can cherry pick my chance to get back to the Super Bowl. That's what it sounds like. Because why else would you go start that $35 million deal with Fox? I start see, TV. I can see it. I mean, part of it is, right? I mean, do, I think some people would say, okay, mentally he needs a rest. Okay. But a year? Yeah. This is a guy that, like, that's. That's not him. He doesn't. I told this story. He doesn't take time off no. like that. He wants to take on projects head head first, Mike. Dive in and and just get get going. I I don't see him sitting around again and having bourbons all day. Right. The other thing is, remember a couple of years ago, Jake Cutler was kind of wooed out of retirement. Cutler came back. They signed him to a fifteen yeah. million dollar deal. He was kicking the tires. So nobody really wanted him to do TV, but he was thinking about it. And then you got. Uh, you know, you got other guys that have, I mean, John Elway, this is last year he won the Super Bowl. They kind of had him on a pitch count. Bubby Brister played a bunch of games, sure. and Elway could stay healthy, and then boom, they kicked our butt in that Super Bowl, and Brady, this one's for John. Brady can do the same damn thing. Sit around, wait for somebody to call him, pick his spot. By the way, Brady's base boxer brief goes for 20 bucks. Okay. One and, pair? Uh, one pair, for, but again, you can get a five-pack for 85 bucks. Bo's in there shaking his head. One pair for 20, and how much a five-pack for 80? Five-pack for 85. So how long do they last? Well, that's the question, because I got those Tommy, was it Tommy John underpants? Yes. I bought those things. They disintegrate after, it's literally like after 90 days, poof. <laughs> I was in Vegas. Last time I, I got to put my Tommy Johns on. I'm like, oh, look at this. This It's got a screen door in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 Man, I'm, I'm going commando. I can't wait to make money where I, I can't wait to one day make money where I can 
spend that much on boxers that disintegrate after a month. Well, you got to be comfortable, Bo. I mean, but no, they were, I mean, they were really they were like sort of like, sort of like that soft T-shirt material. Yeah, but, but again, they don't laugh. But it's a ripoff, Tommy yeah. John. At least from my experience, <laughs> your your mileage <laughs> and your balls may vary, but for me, those things didn't last very long. Well, I tell you what, wearing none, that's comfortable for me. Okay. All right. Squid Billy right. going commando, and the otherwise he goes to Walmart. <laughs> Underwear. Fellas, by the way, if you got holes, throw those away, man. You got to throw them away. Right. You know, I, you know what I do with my those? those uh, What's that? I detail the uh, hubcaps. The oh, rims. yeah, yeah, yeah. Use it on the rims. There's always a right. second use for those. Correct. Those. I agree. Repurpose those old wares. Yeah, your lady or your wife or <laughs> your partner, and by the they way, don't like that. I'm not Trust saying, me. I'm not saying detail your car with wares with skid marks on them. I put them in the washing machine first. <laughs> I clean them up. You're living like an animal, for God's sakes. Coming up, we're going to talk about the top stories of the day, guys. Ryan Nielsen speaking to the media for the first time. Hmm. He had some interesting hmm. things to say about our Falcon football team, including um, Grady. What does he think about Grady? Everybody talks about Grady being the key. Wait till you hear it coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And 